to the Today Show. If you're just joining us now, I'm Tracy Schmidt, host of the Today Show, Unstoppable Tracy, with the extraordinary, massive difference maker, total mentor for me, lifelong since the March of Dimes day when yeah. you used to be uh, an ambassador for them for March of yeah. Dimes before you were lieutenant governor. But now you also go way back to being a superstar TV host on CTV. <laughs> so I wonder, David, would you share a little bit about how you fell into that role uh, way back when? That's kind of the, the sure. prelude moment of truth to where you are today. Well, it's very true. And uh, I guess in a thumbnail sketch, um, I always wanted to be in broadcasting. Oh. Uh, the reality was that uh, I'd done well in speaking competitions in elementary school. I think the first elementary school competition I was a part of uh, was in grade three when I talked about my massive train set in my basement. So uh, I talked about that. And then I entered a speaking competition through high school and uh, won a couple of them. Uh, I was always interested in politics. Yes. And so I was aware of the, you know, the power of the voice and the power of speeches. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't really until I finished university where I was elected student council president at the University of Toronto Scarborough uh, campus. Back then it was called Scarborough College. Right. Uh, but it was part of the uh, U of T uh, campus, uh, U of T complex, if you will. And um, so uh, having finished um, university, I did a year of law school and um, I say a year of law school because it was 48 hours after I began attending classes that I realized this was not for me, <laughs> you know, but I, I tried so hard to get in mm. that um, I thought I can't quit. You know, I just have to tough it out, uh, which in some instances, toughing it out is a good thing. Yeah. But in other ways, it's not. I mean, if it's a career path, um, as my late father used to say, if you don't want to get up to and get going to work every morning, you got to change. It's just not for you. Uh, wow. People wow. are it's often called the golden handcuffs. And a late friend of mine uh, who became a CA, he had golden handcuffs because he was very good at what he did. Uh, he made a lot of money at it. But he didn't like the job, didn't like it at all. And oh. so he was kind of, he was trapped in it. And I refused to be trapped in it. And so um, when I, I came back from uh, University of Windsor, who were very helpful to me, in fact, they wanted me to stay on for a second term. I bet. Year, um, I, I just felt I had to move on to something else. And so um, long story short, I had always had a fascination with the space program. Yes. And I wrote a best-selling book called Shuttle, just as the space shuttle program was starting. Right. And, um, it was like the night before, two nights before the launch of the first space shuttle in 1981, April 1981, that I got call, a call from a producer at CTV <laughs> saying, would I like to come on the air the next morning uh, to be co-host with Lloyd Robertson. Oh. Yes. Lloyd <laughs> Robertson. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the ultimate anchor of our uh, our time. Uh, for, uh, yeah. Back, we I, all know his name, I right? Math on that one. I'm still kind of in a state of shock about it. Don't don't talk so, about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
And that began a process over the next several years. My book had been written. That's how they I got my, you know, they became Maybe. aware of who I was and what I had done. And that began a process over the next three years where I made um, multiple appearances on CTV um, and um, both their morning show, Canada AM, and then special news events for the launch of the space shuttle until it became routine, to be perfect, yes. frank. They had uh, to keep you every day. Yeah, exactly. And at that point, uh, you know, I met Ruth, we pro I proposed, we got married, first son was on the way, and I had to get a somewhat stable job to say the least. <laughs> Diapers are expensive. <laughs> yeah. So I applied for and got a, a job at uh, CKO Radio. Now, you have to be old uh, to remember CKO Radio <laughs> in Canada. It was the first attempt at having a nationwide radio network. Okay. And uh, it just didn't work. You know, there, there are a whole variety of reasons. There are a lot of very good and talented people that work there, but it just didn't work for a variety of technical technical reasons. But um, somewhere along the way, in the first 14 months that I was there, yeah. um, Moses Neimer saw me at an event where I was the host. It was at the Science Center. And um, it, it was, I think it was 1980, just the early part of 1984. So I'd been there less than two years at CKO. And uh, I was the MC for the event, which was the presentation by two astronauts, a shuttle astronaut and a Canadian astronaut. And back in those days, that was a big deal. Yes! At the Science Center, the auditorium was completely filled. And um, it was because people were just fascinated by it. Yes. Moses Neimer was in the audience. Uh, and what I didn't know, and again, this is early in 1984, this was like, February, I believe, 84. Um, he just uh, came down, introduced himself. And um, I don't know, I don't remember my response, but uh, I was fumble-mouthed at that point to be very <laughs> nervous meeting this guy uh, because of his track record with City TV. And so um, what I didn't realize at that moment was that he had made up his mind to hire me, but he didn't have an opening. And you know, I say this in multiple speeches, I've said over the years, especially to young people, like, you know, don't pack it in just because you don't get an immediate response. And I know for sure you've had the same experience, just oh, yep. pressing on. And yep. so um, I got the position at, uh, I had the position at CKO. I didn't enjoy it at all. It was a very, very difficult position, but I had no alternative because I was keeping body and soul together, supporting my young family. Yeah. Until I got a phone call on a late Friday night in November of 84. And uh, the private secretary to Moses, her name is Lindsay Gold, um, she called me at about 4.30, 4.45 on a Friday night. And her question was, she introduced herself and she said, Moses would like to see you. And I went, oh, okay, it'll be sometime next week. And I said, well, when would he like to see me? And she, yeah. <laughs> she said, um, as soon as you can leave. She said, oh. I'd like to see you today. And I just said, well, who arranges a meeting, cold call at 4.45 on a Friday afternoon? Well, the answer is Moses Neimer. <laughs> yeah, the infamous Moses, when you're that big and famous, and he yeah. knew it was a great opportunity for you too. Yes, exactly. And so, um, 
I just thought, well, okay, I'll, I'll go over and meet him. So I, it was 4.45 and I just said to my uh, boss, I said, you know what, I, I've just got an important call. I have to leave a little bit early. And he said, yeah, yeah, sure, go. And Ooh. so I got over to City TV and uh, waited uh, briefly outside his office. And I could, he didn't have a traditional door. Uh, he had the beads hanging down like from Mardi Gras in, uh, in the States. Oh, how everything, you know, that he was talking about. And, um, you know, at that point, I just thought, well, I wonder how long I'm going to be here. And uh, all of a sudden, he kind of emerged through behind this curtain of, uh, you know, five and a half or six feet long beads. Yes. And he said, come on in. And so I came through the doorway and looked around his, his office. And it was very eclectic, if I can boil that down. And um, he just looked at me and he said, our weatherman has left us. <laughs> And I just thought immediately, immediately, I thought, um, I'm about to be offered the position of weatherman. And, uh, and then he said, so what do you think about during the weather? And <laughs> I just, I just thought, oh man, you know, uh, sure. You know, yeah. I'll take it, you know? Yes. And so that's how I got in the door. Oh my gosh. And, you know, we know that he's this innovative, creative soul and look yeah. at his face reflects that. Yeah. And, and you didn't love the radio world, but putting you in broadcasting and, and toning those skills, they probably yeah. really set you up for success. Definitely. And being flexible for weatherman got to eventually move you into yeah. a, a more relevant role and more exactly. opportunity to advocate and be a voice in yeah. life politic, political type of efforts in soft yeah. ways, right? You could focus on stories that make a difference and you did and then here you are uh, and ann romer now uh, years of working together yes. and then getting to be this incredible lieutenant governor and we haven't even talked about that and <laughs> we i don't want to go to a break so <laughs> listeners please stay tuned we okay. need to i'm going to ask david uh, a highlight from his career is eight years i believe as Lieutenant Governor of Ontario. Seven, seven, and but that's okay. Seven, seven years. You know, leading up and and yeah. handing off. We got to include those two. And okay. <laughs> I'm cheekily stretching. All right. Seven years, and and so and, and it makes me think of the movie Seven Years of Tibet with uh, Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. And you were the Brad Pitt of the Lieutenant Governor of Ontario. Oh, honest, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yes. Well, and you're all slim now in that handsome shirt yeah. today. I picked uh, this shirt, by the way. <laughs> Not a commercial, but I picked this at the Bay uh, two summers ago. And uh, so I just thought it was kind of flashy and uh, my grandkids like it. So I love it. And this spring day. Yeah. So Listeners, please stay tuned to the Today Show. We will be right back with the Honorable former Lieutenant Governor David C. Onley. And we're going to hear a highlight from his seven years. And I'd love for him to also share uh, what it is that he can advocate and be a stronger voice about now that he has former in his title. Uh, and, and what he would like to share with all of us listeners before the show is over. So please stay tuned right after these messages with Unstoppable Tracy and Lieutenant Governor David Onley. Be right back. <laughs> 